the snap, looking, flips the ball, diving for the pylon, and he's got it! Razzle-dazzle! Touchdown, Houston! And the Texans go in front! Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. Welcome into Texans All Access on a Wednesday. I'm DP Sidhu. You're hearing my voice because Wednesday is kind of like Tuesday uh, because of the Titans game. And joining me are Mark Vandermeer and Drew Doherty, who know exactly what I'm talking about, even if you don't. Welcome in, guys, as we take on Texans All Access. Lots to get to. Usually we're on during Tuesdays when the players are off, but they were back at work today. So we actually have things that are happening in the building as we are doing this show, which is exciting for me because I never get to do this on Wednesday. It's a nice little change-up, isn't it? We get uh, get some fun stuff to talk about, like you're mentioning. So it's good to be with you all again. And uh, boy, it's Titans week. It's always fun. It's fun when the Titans are good. And you think the Texans, I mean, you can't say the Texans are good yet because they're one and four, but I uh, I like the, Titan, the, the Texans' chances this Sunday. Yeah, you do, huh? Because it's the rivalry game and everything. You know, I think it's, Obviously, it's the closest rivalry the Texans have in the AFC South. They're lopsided in favor of them against the Jags. The Colts still own the all-time series because of all the early Peyton Manning success. But with the Titans, it's 17-19 to in favor of the Titans, largely because early on they were dominant too. They were 11-2 and in the first 13 games. But since then, obviously, the Texans have really – taken over what 17 and 8 since then uh but Vrabel 2 and 2 now one of those wins for him was the regular season finale last year where the Texans were resting a lot of guys didn't quote need the game uh so it's a hotly contested affair always uh and the last two up there have been real pressure cookers you know down to the wire games and I fully expect that kind of thing to happen again Drew I I think that it's going to be a fourth quarter game. You know, who makes the plays in the fourth quarter one way or another? Well, we have a lot to get to. I had a chance to catch up with Jim Wyatt, and uh, he was talking about the last time the Titans even won the division. So to them, no matter what the records are, the Texans are a thorn in their side, and they always remember all the games they've lost at Nissan Stadium, not the ones that they've won against the Texans. So uh, we'll certainly get into that. But players are back at work. Titans are 4-0, just like Mark likes them, fat and happy off a win <laughs> on Tuesday night against Buffalo. I was, I was watching this game, Mark, and I was like, I just sure hope Mark is happy because this is exactly what he wants. I was actually annoyed because I'm like, of course they play on a Tuesday night. They've had like half an hour of practice in the last 16 days, and they're, they're dominating against the Bills. They look as fresh as daisies. All right, so just to be clear, uh, I'll look at it as a positive that they're fat and happy uh, at 4-0, but I really was rooting for the Bills last night. I wanted to give the Titans a a severe loss, uh, beat them up, you know, soften them up for Sunday, then beat them again, give them two losses, three and two. You go out of there two and four, and the division is wide open at that point. But, look, they – Buffalo looked like the team that hadn't been practicing to me. All these false starts, offsides, I mean, all the pre-snap stuff, they looked kind of sloppy. They didn't look as good as they have lately during their 4-0 start. The Titans looked airtight, really together. I was thinking, how did they manage this? Were they practicing at a secret site off campus? (laughs) I think they were. So, uh, look, I don't think they did it all the time. There were clearly some workouts that's been reported. But, man, they look good. I got to give them credit. I got to give Rabel, the whole staff, everybody credit. This is a good team. It's a good program. We don't use that word much in the NFL, but they look like they have a good program going on right now. Well, I was going to say Jim Wyatt from the time. He's been covering this team, obviously, for many, many years. He said even he was surprised at how good they looked. He said we didn't know what to expect. And I was actually going to interview him before the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then I was like, no, let's, let's let the game play yeah. out and see what happens. And I, I told him, I said, the entire tone of our interview would have changed. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, for him too. He said, I, I just didn't know what to expect. And you just didn't think they were going to come out looking crisp at all. You just thought they were going to look sluggish. He goes, cause it's just been a really exhausting two weeks. He's, you wake up every day, 630, you let us see, you know, the COVID tests, are they positive? Are they negative? Oh, the facility mm-hmm. shut down. You know, it was just, they were just in limbo for a long time, but they pulled out a win and it was against a good Bills team, which did not look so good last night. Think about how odd that game was. You didn't have Trey White for the Bills. And then 
they had five possessions the Titans did that started in Bill's territory. I mean, that is – that's uncanny. That's – I don't know when the last time that's happened for any team. I don't, I don't remember seeing that stat. It's pretty wild that they got the ball there and had all those chances. And if there's ever a chance of a team being fat and happy like Mark jokes about, <laughs> this is now. I mean, this is really now because, yeah. you know, you, they were without their all-pro corner – I think the Bills were probably in the fat and happy category going into the Tuesday night game. They Maybe. were rolling. I mean, people were saying, is this the Bills of, of the early 90s? Are they mm-hmm. back all the way? So perhaps it's the Texans' turn to, to feast on the fat and happy cat coming into a game. Yeah, I mean, you know, anatomy of a game, you look at the lopsided score, okay, the Titans just sort of blew them out as it wore and on. Did, and they did. you got to give them credit. They did. But – but it took some weird circumstances to make that happen. Well, they had that early deflected pick, which is not exactly what happened with the Texans last year with the Reed hit and Whitney recovering and, and grabbing it and going a long way, setting up a score. But it was kind of like that in favor of the Titans this time. And that really gets you going. And then uh, the weird pick by Allen, the second one, I, I don't even get what happened there. Uh, and then the return after that was ridiculous. You know, so you have instances like that leading to your point about the Titans uh, starting so many drives in Bills territory, the Bills having horrible field position for much of the night. And it just was one of those games. Weird Tuesday night game. Uh, I just think that it's going to be a different situation on Sunday. These are divisional teams, you know, Hatfields and, and the McCoys. Let's go. It's, uh, it's brother against brother in the AFC South, sort of. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. And remember, we always talked about the O'Brien Vrabel thing. Now you have the Vrabel Romeo Cornell thing going on, and that's his former coach and his former boss. So that's kind of interesting leading into it. All right, well, let's get in some of your top stories with Hot Reads. Hot Reads are presented by Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Well, we were not the only ones watching the Titans-Bills game last night. Deshaun Watson was watching it as well. He spoke about it today, said it was weird but good to get to see your upcoming opponent in live action, something that they don't normally get to do on a day off Tuesday. So he knows exactly what to expect with Jadivian Clowney on the posing side. And Jonathan Joseph, who's been getting some starts with all the injuries the Titans have had at the secondary. I mean, that just makes you kind of ill in a way. Not severely ill and not seriously ill, but in a football context, right? Just to see J. Joe there. I love J. Joe. I mean, everybody I, does. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think he's almost a ring of honor guy for the Houston Texans. I mean, you could really put him in that category nearly, if not entirely. And there he is playing for Tennessee. And I was just hoping it would be a quick exit for him. Not that I wish bad things on him, but I just still see him as a Texan. But can you hurry up? And wrap up your career so you can just come back and yeah, retire as a Texan. I just like seeing Andre Johnson wearing that uniform. Ugh, yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I, I got a chance to have a conversation with J.J. Watt today, and I asked him about that. I said, hey, you're going to see Jonathan Joseph for the first time not on your team. You'll also see Clowney across the way. You'll also see Ben Jones. You, you were buddies with that guy. What's it like seeing those players who you had a connection with? And he said, you know, it'll be weird – uh, I'll keep my social distance, you know, before the game and after. But you're right, it is an odd situation because, hey, you got to remember, J. Joe and J.J. Watt, they came to the team same year, 2011. They came yeah. under those weird circumstances when the players were locked out. And they got going there at the end of July. And, boy, huge, huge impacts on that defense. That season, J. Joe more than J.J. because J. Joe really solidified what had been one of the worst pass defenses all time in 2010. And I'm talking all-time NFL history, not all-time Houston Texans. Yeah. Like, they were just abysmal, and he was one of the main reasons that all turned around, along with defensive coordinator Wade Phillips and some other additions too. But it's sure going to be surreal seeing him out there. And, God, now you guys have made me sad again. Jeez. Yeah, see, sorry. Sorry, Drew, about that. And sad during our Facebook Live today no, a couple of times. Too. <laughs> you know – all right, so it's funny because J.J. and J. Joe, 11 and 12, the love affair between the team and the town, the fans, it grew to a level that we had never seen before. And I think we are getting close to having that happening again with Deshaun, uh, but we really haven't been able to get over the hump, you know, and take it. Because once you reach that level, even if you get there again, it's not going to quite feel the same. It's like first love. Uh, and, I, you know, once you first get to the postseason, first time in franchise history and second time and everything, I just think that, uh, you know, we have a chance here with Deshaun uh, to reach the greatest levels. There's no question about it. But 
Uh, having said that, you do have guys still around in the league who are part of that, and that's J.J. and J. Joe and, you know, Kareem's playing in Denver, and, you know, some of these guys are still around. And it's just interesting when you see them on the opposing sideline. Well, the Texans made it official yesterday. They placed Bernardrick McKinney on the IR list uh, following a season-ending shoulder injury and a corresponding roster move. They signed fifth-year inside linebacker Kyle Emanuel off the Raiders practice squad. So Bernardrick McKinney, a real big surprise, I would say, for the inactives list on Sunday. He practiced last week, was limited with the shoulder injury Friday, and then listed as questionable. I don't think any of us really thought too much about it because he played the week before. Uh, but whatever shoulder injury he was had, obviously we've seen the reports that he has to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Um, it's going to be weird not seeing 55 out there calling plays for the defense because he has only missed, including this last Sunday's game, five games total in his six-year career with the Texans. I mean, he was as durable as they come. Yeah, some of those misses, I think, without looking, were his rookie season when he, it was the early going when he was still starting out. But you're he's right. He's been an Ironman. He's been in the middle of this defense as far as – solidifying things and really he's been a good thumper against Tennessee when they bring Derrick Henry to the party so uh -huh. yeah it's it's going to be an adjustment but you saw a pretty nice adjustment last Sunday with Ty Terrell Adams I mean he played really well he led the team in tackles had 13 got a TFL he's somebody that's always been very very consistent on special teams when he's been in there and when he's been a part of the team and Michael Thomas joked about how much they compete on special teams. So he brought some of that special teams juice over to the defensive side and looked pretty solid. And he's going to need to do it again, because this is a big step up from the Jaguars to the ta the Titans, as far as talent level on offense, danger on offense. It's, it's going to be a big task for him for the rest of this defense, but seems like knock on wood, he's been up to it, up to the task. Yeah. I love, I love what Adams does. Uh, great to see him out there contributing and more than contributing. I mean, he's playing like a starter, yeah. playing like he could start for a lot of teams in this league, and he's going to have to start for this one. So let's see how that plays out. But you're right about BMAC. This is a BMAC kind of game. You know, not every game you would say that necessarily, although he fits into sure. everything the Texans like to do. But, you know, if you're playing a team that doesn't have as great a running attack or guys are running around, backs out of the backfield and stuff like that, you'd say, all right, I think we can survive without him maybe this week. But this particular week, it is a smash mouth, Derrick Henry running downhill kind of game. And Romeo said it, you've got to find a way to stop him before he gets accelerated, before he really gets the legs churning. Because once he gets moving, you know, even when you make contact, it's going to be another two or three yards by the time you bring him down. And that could be very damaging to you, of course. So uh, they're going to have to bring everybody. you got to bring your friends with you. What's frightening about the Titans right now is that Ryan Tannehill – what is happening? I mean, the guy's look, looking better and better. Last night, it was pinpoint passes all over the place. I was freaking out. Look, he's an Aggie. I know we like the guy and everything, but my goodness, he's a Titan, and I need him to slow it down a bit, please. Hey, you know, we say that, and it's a natural reaction, but, like, listening to guys that played with him in Miami, like Kenny Stills, like Laramie Tunsil, yeah. they say they're not surprised by this at all. Uh, they yeah. say that was there. and It's one of those situations where he's like – the hand that fits perfectly with the glove, like not the O.J. Simpson glove, but a regular glove, like a, an, a good isotoner. I mean, this, this has been a, a renaissance for him. I mean, he was all but left for dead, you know, as a professional and traded to Tennessee. And he was, what, it was a seventh-round pick, and he was going to be a backup. Look at what he's done. He's basically had a similar stat line over, like, the last 32 games to Patrick Mahomes. I'll pull up that tweet at some point, but it's it's mind-blowing to see how similar their stats and, and their success rate has been. Now, look, you're going to take Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying right. that Tannehill is Patrick Mahomes, but based on passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, wins as a quarterback, it's remarkable in that regard how similar their numbers are. Well, I mean, I think, okay, with all due respect to Ryan Tannehill, I think having Derrick Henry is a huge, huge sure. to him. Because he's got a ground game that he can really rely on. He's got some yep. great receivers. Um, I do think that, you know, his career was resurrected in Tennessee. Maybe Art Smith, just that system just fit. Tannehill, he made the most of his opportunities. Mariota wasn't working out for them. He stepped in and he just made the most of whenever he was asked to be on the field. But this entire offseason, there were still a lot of questions 
concerning the Titans. Like, are they going to continue with Tannehill? There was a lot of chatter about Tom Brady going to Nashville yeah. as well, being reunited with Mike Vrabel. I felt like, um, you know, they they were kind of considering that too, but then decided, all right, we kind of know what we have in Ryan Tannehill. I think this is probably the best. He's playing like at his ceiling right now. I think this is the best that he could possibly play. Can he get better? I don't know, but I just feel like with every everyone, everything is clicking for him right now. That O-line looks good. Um, the running game is solid. His receivers are making catches. The defense is is forcing so many takeaways, getting them started off, you know, with, with great field position. It's it's a perfect, perfect situation. I think for Deshaun Watson, he's had a lot of things going against him this year. But, you know, if you took them both in a vacuum, would would they be the same? I mean, I don't know. No, no, no. No, I mean, I'd rather not. not. Yeah. Everybody wants Deshaun Watson. But here's the thing about Tennessee. They've built it kind of sneaky good here where you bring in an A.J. Brown and John U. Smith, a tight end that nobody talks about who they can put in the backfield. I mean, they do things with these guys that are kind of creative, obviously effective. And when LaFleur was the O.C. there and they had that great game plan against the Texans in week two of 2018, they didn't score a lot of points. I think it was 20 points they put on the board. But give them credit. They were starting Blaine Gabbert and they found a way to win. When LaFleur left, I thought, all right, well, you know, now they're done on offense. Well, Arthur Smith, like you said, he's a good offensive coordinator. This guy's going to be up for some NFL jobs, I think, I mean, for some head coaching jobs. And, you know, give them credit. I mean, they, they had that really productive year last year, obviously terrific in the playoffs. And then on the defensive side, Dean Pease left, and I thought this is going to be a – now here's the problem. Dean Pease leaving is definitely going to be the problem. And now they're kind of coordinating by committee. Obviously, Vrabel has a lot to do with it. They're not outstanding on defense yet. They've had some good games, though. They stopped Minnesota, and they did what they did last night to Buffalo. The takeaway is a big part of it. Uh, but they did give up 30 or whatever to the Jaguars. I think you have some opportunities here to move the football, especially on a short week, and you hope that you can take advantage of those. Well, the Texans did a lot of good things in their win against Jacksonville. One of those things they want to carry on into week six is stopping the run because against the Jaguars, they held James Robinson to just 13 carries for 48 yards, a season low of 75 net rushing yards. And J.J. was asked about it today, and he said that they know they can do it. They know they can stop the run. They just have to all work together. He said the uh, famous phrase, do your job. Everyone has to play their gap and do their job. And it's basically just comes down to fundamentals and technique. But he feels very confident that if they do everything right, they can continue to stop the run. Now, I, it's Derrick Henry. That's a tall challenge. He's got four touchdowns on the year, and he had two just last night. So they know how big, strong, and fast he is. Uh, but uh, this Texans defense is not giving up on the run because they know it opens up a lot more possibilities for them in getting to the passer if they can do so. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to uh... – I saw a lot of people poo-pooing the Texans run defense at the start of the game. And it's kind of understandable because James Robinson went for 11, four, four, and then 15. The first four times he, he took handoffs from that point on, he had nine carries for 15 yards. Now, should the Jaguars have kept him going? Perhaps, you know, there was some, some question about their game plan, but you hold a back who was coming in averaging like four, eight, four, nine, almost five yards a carry prior to that and he's a big guy he gave he could give teams problems nine times for 15 yards it's outstanding I mean they really righted the ship in that game after struggling early and I mean that's got to give them a little bit of confidence and they've performed well against Derrick Henry in the past past so it's one of those things Justin Reed was talking about it today you don't want to ever run laterally with him or yeah. open your chest up and show them your chest because you're going to end up like Josh Norman and like a lot of other guys, you know, have in the past, and you're going to get tossed around. But they're certainly up to the task, you think, after seeing what they did. Again, he, this guy, is a, this was a good run game and a good back, and they, they shut him down there after, after a nice little start. See, even if you did what the Texans did last year, which was hold Henry below 90, which I know doesn't sound like world beating, but it's good. I mean, That's you hold him below yep. 90, you're doing a great job. But you need Tannehill to miss a few. You need to force that with a pass rush or maybe get a turnover like they did last year. You're going to need some other stuff in there or just go ahead and score 35, 40 points and win the game that way, which, you know, I kind of say that facetiously, but there is a breakout. I know the Texans scored 30 last week. 
but there's still a breakout offensive performance in this team that we haven't seen. And we're going to see it at some point. Maybe it's Sunday, maybe it's not. But this offense is going to erupt at some point and watch out because you look at the pieces. You look, what, what do we talk about all offseason long? Fuller, Cooks, Cobb underneath or wherever he's going to go. The tight ends, let's hope Aikens can get back. I don't know. Uh, but they have a lot of weaponry and they just got to continue to use these guys. I mean, I, Cooks last week, it's not a revelation, but that shows you why they got him. I mean, he can do stuff like that. He can completely go off and destroy a team like he did. And let's hope it happens again. I like that Deshaun calls him Cookie. Have you noticed that in the last few press conferences? Oh, that's making the broadcast. Cookie. cookie. You better you, know you better incorporate that into the call. Yes, yes. I that's- like cookies, like distinctive Milano's <laughs> or or should I go Drew's like, why'd you go like there? You're like, nar- like you're narrowing any cookies down. Like <laughs> are you I like oatmeal chocolate chip. Like what? What? Yeah, that's What's, that's, that's a lot of cookie happening in one. No, it is. You need the chocolate chips in the oatmeal raisins. So oatmeal raisins or oatmeal craisins with chocolate chip, outstanding cookie. But I like my cookies, Chris. Like burn them a little bit. Mm, that's how I like them. Oh, soft. you're like my mom. She. I don't like it all squishy. No, no, burn <laughs> soft, them. Soft and chewy. And she would say, these are not cooked. And then she'd stick them back in the oven, like on the bottom <laughs> rack until they were burnt and like- Oh, yeah. Yeah, really Drew's got a thumbs, thumbs down. down for that. No, no. Cookie's got to be cookie's got to be crisp. Okay, well, last night during the Titans game, my phone was blowing up because Uh-oh. The Bachelorette premiered. Um, ah. And, and I had it DVR'd. I wanted to watch the Titans game because I thought, well, it'll be easier for me to, to prep for the week if I just sort of watch it. I wanted to get a sense of the game. I didn't want to watch the highlights. Anyway, my phone's blowing up, and uh, on The Bachelorette, the very first episode of the season, which was Tuesday nights, now I'm going to be on Tuesday nights, uh, a former Texan player was one of the 31 eligible bachelors, and it was none other than Easy Wachiku. Remember our good old buddy Easy Wachiku? Yes, yes. He's a sports agent out in Newport Beach, California. He's 29 years old, and he is as funny as I remember him, because I think John Harris texted me. Um, Jay McDevitt texted me, our former social media coordinator, Jesse Clark texted me. I'm like, guys, it's on. I'm going to watch it. Trust me. I will not not watch it. Um, but I remembered him being so funny. Remember in hard knocks that was, uh, he was in the episode where they went to NASA and he was just so impressed with NASA. Like his mouth was just open during the tour and it was mm. really, um, he just, I he, remember that he was just so like yeah. just in just interviewing him the few times that I chatted with him, he was just really funny. And I mean, he got a rose at the end. So I don't think I'm giving anything away since it already aired. Um, I've got a story on it on HoustonTexans.com. If you don't want to sit through all two hours and you just want to get to the good stuff. And I vow that every week that he gets a rose, I will write a quick recap. <laughs> he had a really, there's, really people must know what's happening. It, this is not surprising. He had a really bright personality, like you you mentioned. He's and he was one of those guys that was he was like a camp star, played really well in the preseason, played really well in preseason games, would do some things in, in camp, but then once the regular season got there, he never really got his chance. It just didn't work out for him. But he was a fun guy to always talk with. Mr. Mumbles even talked to him one time in an interview, and uh that was an interesting turn of events. But where nice. is Mr. Mumbles? I want Mr. Nice. Mumbles back. Yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Those, uh, <laughs> those interviews got erased for some reason. Or deleted. Oh, no. With the <laughs> cheerleaders? Know, when would well, we ever need Easy Watch a Coup and Mr. Mumbles? Like, who knew? Yeah, Dude, we did. That, we, the cheerleaders one is still rattling around somewhere. But the, uh, I, got one, I, I had one with Easy, with Case Keenum, and with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they were phenomenal and oh, the, gone so the cheerleaders one was the best where you're just like exciting and she's like yes yes i <laughs> like okay i didn't hear that but i think this is what he said not realizing yeah. that he's actually mumbling i those make me so uncomfortable oh, full full disclosure that's that's what my appearances are like on texans unlimited presented by verizon because <laughs> I can barely hear you guys in the stadium, and I hear, like, David Johnson. I'm like, David Johnson can run the football. So we're going to have to do something about that. Show meeting during the show. Thank you. Same, because we're listening through our earpieces, and, and I, when I think you're done talking, um, I'll just ask the opposite of what Drew just asked, because I don't think you've covered that topic. <laughs> 
But what do you think of daylight? Uh, yeah. It's, <laughs> Mark, it's tell me about yourself. I, I know you never run out of stories if I ask you about something nope. about your day. So right, well, we've, <laughs> we've got to take a break, but we've got lots of reasons for optimism heading into week six. We'll get into those. Plus, we'll go around the league. Kind of some big news that dropped today and some notable players now not on the COVID list. We'll get to all that in Texans All Access. Coming up, don't go anywhere. For the most in-depth coverage of your favorite team and players, check out HoustonTexans.com. Teachers and parents, are you looking for educational resources to keep your students engaged at home during this challenging time? The Houston Texans, Toro, and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all the while having some fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the COVID-19 resources page and run your kids through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. And now another edition of Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! A study says that soft talkers do not make great radio personalities. We asked local librarian Steve Sage about this, and here's what he said. Honestly, I don't buy it. I think I make very captivating radio. Also in Obvious News, GEICO makes it easy to save money and easy to manage your policy with the GEICO app. So switching is a really smart decision. How does Steve feel about this? I love the GEICO app. I use it all the time. That's Obvious News from GEICO. Obvious News! What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Whether in your neighborhood, through a park, or on a treadmill, join Houston Texans fans all over the nation as we virtually run together for our Running of the Bulls 5K presented by HEB or Toro's Kids 1K presented by Texas Children's Hospital. Run or walk your favorite course any day and any time between November 1st through 8th and get race swag like a 2020 t-shirt, medal, and more. All proceeds will be donated to help youth in Houston. Your race, your way. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com run. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. Hey, Houston, Keith here from Papa John's. Have you heard about our Picks for Six? <laughs> it's a special just for you. It lets you mix and match all kinds of different things, all for just $6 each. You can choose between our papadillas, a medium one-topping pizza, cheese sticks, wings, poppers. How about some garlic knots? Even the garlic Parmesan breadsticks are included in all kinds of desserts. So try the Picks for Six from Papa John's today. Order online or give us a call. Better ingredients, better pizza. Papa John's Houston. The Houston Texans are proud to partner with Kroger and the Houston Food Bank to tackle hunger in Houston. Huddle Against Hunger, presented by Kroger, is a free, downloadable curriculum that includes activities designed to teach empathy and understanding around hunger in elementary, middle, and high school students, parents, and teachers. Join the huddle now by visiting HoustonTexans.com slash Huddle Against Hunger. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon evolved. The 3. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. Are you eager to write the next chapter in your career? At Burns & McDonald, a meaningful career goes beyond individual engineering and construction projects. It's about taking ownership in the outcomes and making a difference right here in Houston. 
Start building your story today with Burns and McDonald. BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. That's BurnsMCD.com slash Texans. Slash Texans. Slash Texans. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back to Texans All Access. I really wish this was a TV show because we're on a Zoom call and Mark looked like he was spraying <laughs> Benakum. You know that uh, the mouth freshener. In his a Benaka blast. He looked like he was spraying Benaka from a hairspray can, though. Wait. What, what were you putting this? in your mouth and nobody is there, Mark? All right, so <laughs> this is called Entertainer's Secret. And what it does, it's a great throat... Um, you know, it keeps your throat from getting dry and hoarse. And it's got natural stuff in there like aloe and other stuff. Uh, so that's a little it's, plug it's for It's probably everything. just water. You know, water does the same thing. <laughs> no, it, this stuff does work. And I have these cough drops that were actually invented by a woman I went to high school with. And she's the uh, theater director at Texas Tech. They're called Fontas Cough Drops. I'm giving plugs all over the place. Welcome to my podcast. I've heard you talk about the cough drops before. I remember once you were interviewing an assistant coach and he had a cough drop in his mouth the whole time and you were so annoyed. <laughs> oh my gosh, because you could hear it like rattling around. Like, click, click, click. It's like Caracas. <laughs> click, 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 click. Stop. So you know, get that the cough and drops. gum. Yeah, get the cough drops, but take them out when you actually have to go on air because Mark yes. is not actually, he does not use these lozenges, cough drops. All right, so the Tennessee Titans, I, I felt like the whole time I was watching them dominate the Bills last night, I was annoyed because I did not want them to be fat and happy, but I was also annoyed because I felt like they have really screwed things up for the entire league, it seems like. There's a domino effect of things happening, and now they get to win a game, and it's everything is like back to normal. Yeah. But you were talking about, Mark, what you think, what your theory might be as to if the hammer is going to fall on the Titans anytime soon for all these for the big COVID spread. Well, here's the problem. Some of the, now they should not have had any kind of contact with each other offsite in a workout or whatever while they knew this was going on. Clearly that's a major no-no and I can't imagine the league's happy about that. No one's happy about that. It's not right, it's not fair because you could take down the whole league potentially with stuff like that. Look what's happened already with the Patriots and Broncos game. And then you have the Chargers like, you shall have to move five games. Like, wait, what did we do? You know, but we, because you're the Chargers, <laughs> that's why. And, you know, the poor Chargers have to uh, have to shuffle their schedule around. But it's, all, it's the way it all fits together with the Rubik's Cube element of the bye weeks. But my point is this, that the Titans did what they did. But if you punish them now, so you set a bar for whatever the punishment is for what they did. You're going to have other instances. I mean, we're only in week six here, right? You're going to have other instances of positives. And, you know, this stuff, they couldn't keep this out of the White House. You know, and, and as we know, uh, look, I'm not commenting on, well, you know, I don't want to hear like, Vandermeer, it's not that big a deal because somebody, listen, it is a big deal because a positive, I don't care what it does, a positive is a major no-no in this league. A positive means you have to sit, you can't play, contact trace, all the other stuff that goes along with a positive. Never mind what a positive does to you physically, it's what, it sets off in the protocol world, right? That's the key here, you know, in, a, in addition to keeping everybody safe and healthy. So uh, I just think that if you, if you punish them now, who knows, maybe next week uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have an outbreak and, and their situation is worse. So you're going to punish them and then punish these guys and those guys. Let's just play the season, see what happens afterwards, and then dole out the punishments in the offseason. If you punish the Titans a third-round pick or whatever, and then it's not going to be equal – I just think it's better to wait. But last week, the NFL said that they mm -hmm. reserve the right to, to call forfeitures, to have teams forfeit yeah. games. They are not healthy enough to play. And then they kept moving this game until it was eventually on a Tuesday night. So the Bills have played on a Tuesday night. Their Thursday night game got moved to a Sunday night. I mean, maybe that's a little bit more rest than they would have had otherwise. But let's say the Bills already had a Sunday night game. So now they're no, they moved to a Monday. They moved to Monday with the Chiefs at five or something like that. Central, I think. Which would give with that's like a short week for them. I mean, and then think of all these teams that have had early buys, like the Steelers and the Bills, who yeah. practice of the Broncos. They practice all week, show up on Sunday. It's like, oh, you're not having a game. And by the way, that was your bye week. So yeah. that week that you're looking forward to resting and recovering your body, oh, you're not going to get that. You're going to have to pay, play 13 straight weeks. I just feel like it's yeah. so unfair to the teams that do follow the rules. Why wouldn't they just 
say, okay, you forfeit the game. And I don't know, in the, like in the win-loss column, you count it like similar to a tie. So at the end yeah, of the season, then a, you, you tell – I know can of worms. I mean, I, I'm, and I'm all for, I'm all for uh, you know me, I, I, like, I like draconian punishment. So I'm all for, you know, hammering these guys. But it's like Mark said, you got to wait because you don't know in week 14, are we going to see like four teams have this problem? And then right. you've got to really, really reorganize things. And ha- let's, yeah. let's get to the end of this year, whenever that happens, and then take a look back and say, okay, here, here, and here. But if they didn't have to work around this Tennessee Titans thing, if they were like, right. okay, that game is canceled, it's forfeited. A lot of other games did no, not I, I understand, but I, I don't think this is – I don't think this is the end of what, what's happened. No, I think, I think That's it. That's it. It's not, it's not the end. It's no, not the end. I agree. 100%. And I'm not saying hold back on punishment. I'm just saying, like – Let's wait because what if you do, like I say, you have four or five teams in one week and then you, then you get into this situation and there are teams that are, you know, practicing on the side when they've been told not to or da-da-da-da-da. I mean, I, I just think you got to see the whole picture. You got to see the forest for the trees right now. And we're still in the trees. Well, I think the difference with the Titans as opposed to, say, the Chiefs or the Patriots was the fact that there was actual footage of them practicing outside of the facility when I'm they were supposed to. So that was a blatant rule That's breaking. A, yeah. For that, that I thought they should have had to at least forfeit a game or two mm-hmm. and not have to make the rest of the league adjust around them when they did not follow the league rules. I just, I mean, I just feel like these are the rules and it, you chose to break them and now it, it affects like all these other teams. So let's just contain the punishment to you you will be punished and the rest of these teams will they'll get a win and they can move on to their next week and their schedule isn't in disarray now. I just think you got to wait. Uh, I think it's okay to wait for sentencing here. And, and everyone's asking about, well, what about the week 18 option? Why don't you just schedule something for week 18, meaning create the, that extra week, which they're trying to prevent. Look, that's still out there, but let them figure out every other possible scenario solution until you get there. Because like Drew said, we're, we're not even halfway through here. And by the way, speaking of halfway through, uh, you know, look, it's easy for me to say, but I wouldn't mind seeing them bubble up for the last eight games, seven games, somehow, some way. At least, you know, get the guys in a hotel in their own market and bubble that way. And look, I know it'd be tough and it's the holidays and it's the families, but this is the business we've chosen, to quote Hyman Roth, my favorite character ever in movies. And that's just what you got to deal with, right? The NBA, they were in that bubble for, what, two and a half months. Yeah, it was tough. And what if their season starts again in a couple of months? I mean, are they going to go back to the bubble? Or are they going go no. to go to the arenas? No, they're going into the arenas. They have they're, to go pr- into the arenas. That's too much to maintain for an entire season. Yeah, I think they're going to go, you know, NFL style. And look, who knows what the what the virus is like then in the middle of winter. But I think they're going to go NFL style, maybe get a few fans in the building at the very least. Because this is, look, uh, this is the business we're in, obviously. And it's a very, and look, it, it's concerts. It's this. You have these massive buildings. We can't fill them up right now. Is, and look, this is just us, entertainment, sports entertainment world. It's everything else in the world. I get it, but we're just talking about sports right here. It's a model changer, potentially. So let's just see where it takes us. And I, I hope it takes us to a cure or vaccination or something so we can get through this. Hey, I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm actually pleasantly surprised <laughs> that it's week six and we're playing football games. Because yeah. I'm not too long ago this offseason where we couldn't even imagine football games taking place under the circumstances with how the COVID cases were popping up and nobody really knew how to contain it. So that's off to the NBA. They set sort of the the blueprint for the the fact that it could be done, even though we didn't follow in that same blueprint. I think it gave the other professional leagues a little bit of a a boost of confidence that it could be done if they just had a plan in place. So that's certainly something the NFL has done. All right. We were going to talk about reasons for optimism with uh, this Texans team. So I don't want to skip out on that. Mm -hmm. Um, why don't you guys think of your reasons for optimism heading into week okay. six? And we'll also go around the league. We've got one final segment of Texans All Access. Lots to talk about, and that's all coming up. If you love podcasts and you love the Texans, you'll love our Texans podcasts. Now available on iTunes and HoustonTexans.com. 
Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. At Hyundai, the longer you look, the more there is to like. Hyundai vehicles offer a wide range of advanced tech and safety features and are backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit your Hyundai dealer today and take some time to look around. There really is a lot to like. Now get 0% APR and make no payments for 90 days on the Sonata or get $2,000 in savings plus $750 disaster relief cash for well-qualified buyers only. Offers end 11-220. Call 469-613-0227 for more offer details. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. More Texans Radio is on the way. The 2020 annual Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache was presented to Houston firefighter Ronald Walker. Walker, a 17-year veteran, was honored with the annual award at Station 48 in early September. During the pandemic, Walker continues without hesitation to risk his life to help save others. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our 2020 annual Star of Courage Award winner and will donate $10,000 to the 100 Club of Houston in his honor. This is a Crown Royal water break. Reminding you to stay hydrated and stay royal. No one wants to be that guy on game day, so take a water break and moderate your drinking to be the best fan you can be. Because the key to victory is making it to the finish line. That was a Crown Royal water break. Stay hydrated and stay royal. Please drink responsibly. Crown Royal blended Canadian whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. The Crown Royal Company, New York, New York. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with a 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the wait list today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else... Welcome back. One final segment of Texans All Access. Reasons for optimism heading into week six. The Texans obviously making a change that none of us really thought about was going to happen. (laughs) 
the season started, especially in as early as week four. If you would have said to me the first head coach to be fired um, in the NFL would be Bill O'Brien, I would not have believed you, but here we are. And now Romeo Cornell, as JJ puts it, uh, the youngest coach older than 72, the youngest coach older than 72 to win an NFL game. Here we are in the Romeo Cornell interim coach era. I think for me, that's the biggest reason for optimism. We were talking about this on our Facebook Live with fans. I feel like he is the balm that this team needs right now after starting off 0-4. He just has an energy about him, but experience is like the wise, the wise old grandpa that, you know, has seen it all, been through it all, and can steer the ship and say, okay, I've seen this before. It's not a big deal. This is all we need to do. You guys are going to be fine. Every, this is a talented team. We just have gotten away from some of the fundamentals and the technique that we got to stick to. And then he comes out dancing in the locker room and everybody just thinks he's just the oh. So reasons for optimism, I think Romeo Cornell in a great place to lead this team for the rest of the season. That's a good one. A balm is a, it's a great word for what you have seen from him and what we get from him. He's very, he's very balmy. I'll, I'll go with that. Uh, <laughs> my reason for optimism is Deshaun Watson. And you can't just say, oh, it's just the court. Deshaun Watson against the Titans in his career, four games, three of them have been wins for the Texans. He's completed 73% of his passes, 73% of his passes. Now he's thrown 10 touchdowns, been picked off four times, which is, you know, you're not wild about that ratio, but it's still a good ratio. He's also run for a pair of scores. And in one of those games, he lit the Titans up to the tune of, I think, 50-some points. The two, the two games he's played in here in Houston, the Texans have won by double digits. And then last year, in a game where everyone thought, Titans are going to steamroll the Texans. Look at what happened to these guys. They're frauds. They lo just lost last week to the Broncos. They're going to start their December swoon. They're going down the pipes. Well, the Texans went in there, took a two-touchdown two lead, held on, and got the victory. So, so Deshaun Watson plays very, very well, matches up this whole team. The last few years, the Texans have matched up very well against them. Um, you know, you, you see that in sports, obviously. You saw the Texans didn't match up well in uh, January with the Chiefs. They did in October, but the Texans have matched up consistently well with the Titans, and I don't count Week 17 at all just because so many people were out. Yep. But, yeah, that's my point of optimism because Deshaun's like good against Tennessee. I like it a lot. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, DB brought up Romeo and I think that's a great thing to bring up, but also the way the coordinators can work with their units right now and uh, the flow of communication, the autonomy they'll have. I mean, Romeo's definitely involved, but it's not, you know, he's not a taskmaster, I feel like. He wants things done well. He wants it to be tight. He wants it to be good. But I think he's going to let them, let them roam, you know, let them roam in their imagination and come up with great game plans. And, you know, I felt like, defensively last week the Jags were putting up a lot of points and you know Drew brought up the run defense on the first segment what they did to Robinson who had been running the ball really well look I'm not looking for them to shut down the Titans but they got to slow them down and the takeaway train's got to keep rolling and on the other side I look at Tim Kelly and Watson and they have this you know it wasn't a breakout breakout game but it was a good game I mean they they really put up some points and uh, got everybody involved in the receiving department and they had to operate without Aikens who had become a real good best friend pass catcher of Deshaun Watson uh, and I just I look forward to seeing them develop you know no Bill O'Brien looking over Tim's shoulder uh, he's able to just function freely and look I don't think it's all going to be perfect but that communication between he and Watson uh, that collaboration will continue to improve as the weeks go by and I just think that this week is is a good opportunity for them between what Drew said about Watson DP what you said about Romeo there's a reason for optimism now I could come up with a whole bunch of other stuff I mean the Titans here they are ready to take over the world and all that but hey it's the AFC South baby it's a divisional game the Titans and Jags played a super tight game Titans needed a late field goal to pull that one out uh you throw the throw the records out in a division game let's see what happens all right let's go around the league for some quick stories I love your reasons for optimism uh, some optimism for the Patriots. They removed Cam Newton off the COVID-19 list. He could be back in time for week six versus the Broncos. If I were the Broncos, I'd be so mad because if they could have played the game a couple of weeks ago, they would have had to face Cam Newton. And now here we go. So the rescheduling, not working out in the Broncos' favor. I remember Kareem Jackson tweeted that Sunday uh, the game got canceled. He said, ah, this was our bye week and 
we we had to work all week and it's something to the effect of him with yeah. angry angry face emojis um yeah. that they worked all week and this was their buy and they didn't even know it so but back they go everyone's back at work and cam newton it's a go. great point you know it, you could argue that they should make newton sit because they had exactly. to postpone the game because he had covid you know he's one of the guys anyway and then they give him a week to heal and get clear, and now he gets to play, and the Broncos get screwed with no bye week. It is really unfair. I, I mean, see, somebody like that point. Somebody likened it to uh, you went to school all week, and at the very end of the week, the teachers all said, "Oh, that was your spring break. You're back in school." <laughs> <laughs> that happened. It's exactly like leaders. that. Yeah, it's yeah. totally like that. <laughs> you know what else? What other bad news I heard today? The Pro Bowl is canceled. Oh. <laughs> Nobody cares except said. for me because I really wanted to cover a Pro Bowl in Las Vegas. But Oh, it was going to be in Vegas. That was a great spot for it. They should have but it But they are going to do it in 2021. So. Now, and, and those are asking, like, well, why would you just cancel that? It takes a lot sorry. of – Yeah, 2022, yeah. right. 2021 season. 2021 uh, season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, you have a lot of planning to do to put on a game like that. I know you people think, oh, it's all about Pro Bowl. It's only, it's no big deal. You have a lot of planning to put together an event like that. So uh, they had to make that decision now. I'm not surprised because I feel like before the season started, when they were doing all their negotiations with the NFLPA and the league, I, I remember reading somewhere that part of the pot of money that they were going to have to pay the players who, you know, maybe couldn't play the games or if games were canceled was going to come out of that Pro Bowl pot. So mm. the way I read it, players were not going to get paid or reimbursed for playing in the Pro Bowl. And I thought, Ugh, I don't think a lot of players are going to want to play. Yeah. Don't know how big of a draw Vegas is anymore. So makes sense. I felt like that was going to be the first thing that was going to get axed if anything was going to get axed this season. Yeah, I mean, right now it might not be the draw. I mean, but but when they were scheduling and negotiating all this, uh, it, negotiating it, it felt like, eh, by then it'll be cleared up. No more COVID. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. I think they should play it in Miami every year, but that's just me. Okay. I mean, I I thought so too. I would have been okay. Or back to Hawaii. Yeah, maybe we've done Orlando. Orlando's a little bit played out. Uh, the virtual fall league meetings continued today, and the NFL decided the site of a new Super Bowl. The New Orleans will be the host of the 2025 Super Bowl. They don't have a host city yet for 2024, so I don't know how they do this out of order, but New Orleans. Wait, did they go uh, L.A., Vegas? Uh, probably, right? I feel like Vegas, Vegas has to have one. Vegas, right. And L.A. will probably have one at some point. I mean, but they announced New Orleans today. I think all those yeah. cities were in the mix, though. They were – remember – Remember when the Texans did it? They were bidding on multiple. Were they not bidding on multiple years? Miami was in the mix when the Texans were on it. Yeah, it was, and one of them got it the year before or after each other. Yeah, it was, it was a definite. Yeah, I, I think that's a great thing. New Orleans should always be in a rotation for the Super Bowl. It's just fun when it's there. Miami should also mm -hmm. also be in that rotation. If San Diego still had a team, that needs to be in the mix. I think now that LA's going on, that's off. I mean, how awesome was it when the Super Bowl was played at the Rose Bowl? Just visually, you see those oh. highlights, you see the NFL film stuff. It's gorgeous. I mean, it looks, the Rose it's, Bowl it's, is an amazing place. It really it's really is. I mean, great. It's so cool to see. Well, uh, this year, all right. So this year, Tampa, then LA, then Phoenix, and then from there. Right. So there's a, there's one gap I think that they need mm -hmm. to okay. to fill in. All right. It'll be so big. that's going to do it for all access. But we've still got more. Texans radio coming up this week, right, Mark? We do. We have Texans uh, t on Thursday since there's no game. We have three hours, okay? Three hours of Texans All Access with McLean, Johnny, your deep slant, Drew's stuff, my stuff, a lot of stuff. It's going to be a great <laughs> night. And then Saturday night, Texans TV. We got Texans Buzz at, um, or Texans 360, my bad, Texans 360 at 1030. And then extra points, Drew Doherty. And I actually get to be on that show as well. So, um, Rock and roll. A lot of me on Saturday night. So that's all coming <laughs> up. And be sure to download the Texans mobile app. We'll have all the stories heading into Sunday's game at Nashville. 12 noon kick on CBS and Sports Radio 610. That's going to do it for Texans All Access. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thanks to Jacob for producing. Mark, Drew, I'm DP. And uh, stay safe out there and go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. 
The Houston Texans, Toro, and NOV have partnered with the Sam Houston Area Council of Boy Scouts of America to present Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying. Toro Takes the Bull Out of Bullying, presented by NOV, is an educational assembly about preventing bullying. This year, the Texans and NOV have created an anti-bullying patch for students in the Scout Reach program. Scouts who complete Toro's anti-bullying quiz on HoustonTexans.com will receive the patch. The Texans, NOV, and the Boy Scouts are proud to help stop bullying across Houston. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on. Only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston with the 2020 Texas Bowl at NRG Stadium as the Big 12 takes on the SEC. Be a part of the electric atmosphere and unique Bowl Week events celebrating everything Houston has to offer. Sign up for the waitlist today at thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. That's thetexasbowl.com. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Houston Texans fans, tailgate is back. And though it's different this year, Jamison Irish Whiskey is going to help you tailgate like a Texan. Go to JamisonTailgateTX.com to enter to win a Jamison Ultimate Tailgated Home Package. And also check out our playbook filled with classic and new recipes, ideas for virtual tailgates, and ways to support your local bar. Game day is always a smooth one with Jamison. Taste responsibly. Jamison Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, product of Ireland, 2020, imported by John Jamison Import Company, New York, New York. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com At Brookside Equipment Sales we're tough enough to cut it. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. Texans fans, did you know Houston is home to North America's largest environmental solutions company? Waste management serves more than 21 million customers and employs over 45,000 people. From trash and recycling collection to renewable energy, we're working hard for a sustainable tomorrow. Join the other hometown team at Waste Management. 
Go to careers.wm.com to learn more about opportunities with the official environmental services provider of the Houston Texans. That's careers.wm.com. Wildcat Golf Club is Houston's premier 36-hole golf facility, featuring the Lakes Course and the Highlands Course, located just minutes south of NRG Stadium. We're now offering a new and improved player development program, including unlimited range balls for less than $70 a month and 50% green fees after 4 p.m. Players hit off the mats Monday through Wednesday and off the grass Thursday through Sunday. Sign up for this program today at the Wildcat Pro Shop and mention Texans Radio, and we'll add an additional two free golf passes. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Sports Radio.